I think the biggest driver for me is being able to see like direct results from effort. Like seared scallops, like a little Ooh, brown butter, seared yeah. scallops, mashed potatoes. You're never gonna get better on anything if you don't have a very direct focus in your work. Breaking. Yeah, so. Well, what's up, man? How's springtime? Uh, it's going really good. I'm uh, not excited to leave. I just started moving my stuff out of my room. So, like, uh, yeah. walls are all bare, which sucks. But yeah. um, it's been going really good. I've been trying to get outside more because I think that's something I uh, missed last spring term. I think uh, yeah. just hanging out, like, going to places around here, there's so many, like, nice places that you don't even recognize if you don't like just go out and explore and find your way around i mean like even like like obviously you have devil's marble yard and stuff like yeah, that but yeah. you're talking about like more even more low-key places yeah i mean i went um i did a camping trip on the mori the other week from a place that me and jack kraus um and blizzy just found um and then me kraus and a couple of his friends and audrey ended up going there and sleeping there overnight and it was literally just like that little island funny. on the middle of the river that was cool. cool. Yeah, man. I mean, we were trying to figure out, um, wait, where are you in third year? I'm upper third year. I'm in F5. So Is that top floor? Yeah, top floor, which I'm a huge proponent of. I think it's much That's better good. than the, uh, you're not on the bottom floor where everyone's walking around, looking in your windows and stuff, uh, yeah. which... No, it's I'm almost like not. a penthouse, though, kind of. Oh, yeah. I was, I was really a proponent of, I wanted to get what uh, Ryan and Brad had their freshman year, where it was... Um, it was the penthouse where they had the two apartments across from each other on the top floor, so you could just, like, go in and out between them. Their freshman year? No, no. That when My freshman year yeah, when yeah. they were juniors. Oh, I got you. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I got I got screwed with, uh, I'm not going to be in third year. Damn. Yeah. In the creek? No, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm going to be in the house because we didn't rush enough kids. Interesting. So, <clears throat> well, here, here's the thing. Like, I was talking to Mark, and, like, obviously third year would be the best, but he said... If you're not gonna be in third year, you'd rather be in the house in the creek. Probably. You may as well be around like I agree. all the food and like social yeah, and stuff like that. So, but I mean, the way they did it, the way we were gonna do it is we were gonna do it by GPA and people wouldn't agree with that. And then there were like so many, like obviously no one wants to live in the house. Mm -hmm. I thought the best way to do it was like completely random because no one wants to live there. Yeah, so exactly. that's the only fair way. But And any it, criteria someone chooses, it's gonna be like, it's gonna favor them. Yeah. Like, you can't have a fair criteria really. So, it was, it, there was a lot going on, but eventually we landed on the people that are going to live at lower, because mm -hmm. they're going to get screwed senior year, get to live in the um, in third year, and then they get to choose two people. They all voted. They all, like, ranked three people. I don't know. It was, like, so fucked, but they yeah, all... That's they, tough, making your boys decide yeah. who gets fucked over. Yeah, I know. So... The way, like, I had a couple texts from a couple of them. They're like, yo, like, choose this way. Because we were voting. We mm -hmm. did a poll in a group me of, like, do we want to have it where people at lower get to choose two people? Do we want to do it by GPA? And the one for lower choosing two people, like, uh. one. And I had a couple texts. They're like, yo, like, choose this. Like, I got you in the creek. And, like, a couple of them, like, I, I'm a pretty smart guy. Like, I know, like, they just want that because they want that choice. Yeah, exactly. But a couple of them I honestly believe. Like, I was like, oh, we're close. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's going to work out. And it just, it didn't. But... I, I don't know. I've kind of gotten over it. I'm going to have a single in the house regardless. Yeah, dude. So. Honestly, I think a single is the biggest, like, upgrade in housing. Even moving from, like, the frat house to third year, 
I think it's honestly just being having a room alone, like having your own space is so much like I honestly think that's a bigger upgrade than moving like locations. Yeah, that's a good point. Third year is awesome, but I think uh, I was talking to AJ Mabaka the other day and he put it well. It's literally like it's dorms, but everyone's just grown up a little bit like, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a little quad and all the doors face in. But yeah, really, it's kind of just like living around all the people in your class. It is pretty cool, but. I do think living in Davidson was probably the most fun year. Really? Yeah. Interesting. At least in terms of, like, fun. I think living in third year was definitely uh, way more relaxing. It's just different. Yeah, there's so many, like, hectic times living in You're also around people that you haven't seen since freshman year, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I've definitely become way closer with people just, like, in my class. Yeah. People that I hadn't really talked to before. I think, like, proximity is definitely a huge thing in terms of who you're closest with. Yeah. And I think during the wrestling season, like... I'm That's definitely huge. closest friends with all the wrestling guys because, yeah. you know, you're with them every day on the bus doing this, doing that. And then now, like, you know, I'm pretty close with my roommates because I'm with them all the time. And then the people that they bring over to the house, like, I've definitely gotten way closer with O'Keefe this year. I was roommates with him freshman year just because he's always over and stuff. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I think it's more about the people than like the location like you can have a great place in third year or whatever but i think and i think it's kind of obvious but you'd rather be like with a really good group of people maybe in a place that you didn't want to be or maybe wasn't first priority but i mean i'm I'm gonna have some guys that we have a couple guys in our fraternity that got um I think everyone we we didn't get a townhouse but every did no one on our pc wanted a townhouse so it's all we have like three apartments yeah. One with swimmers, one with like Sam Larson, Cooper, Karani, and um, someone else, and then one with like Billbot, uh, Jimmy, um, David Rubin, and yeah. uh, shout Clark. out all those guys. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. So I mean, it'll it'll be fun. And then I, MK's in third year, so I'll probably pull up there. Yeah, we'll definitely. Her a that's, bit. that's what like last year I was uh, living in the frat house and having like a girlfriend who lives in third year yeah, you yeah, kind of yeah, get yeah, away yeah. you don't no, have to sleep there every sweet. night yeah it is pretty nice so well dude um have, how have you been dealing with you uh ncaa qualifier that's pretty i mean that's something to be pretty proud of yeah i'm sorry i'm chilling right now you good i kind of asked you when you were mid-bite so <laughs> that's on me but i kind of wanted to explain that to the audience too though 2023 ncaa qualifier you yeah. wrestled what like t- talk go through um the whole regional bracket first so i mean i came in i think i was like the seventh or the eighth seed i actually didn't even know that until after the tournament which was um i don't know it was pretty crazy coming in and and i was like supposed to place and i feel like your mind's everywhere going into that weekend like i mean i had butterflies just watching yeah so many thoughts of just like like especially when it's the end of the season it's all dragging you know the college season is so long and there's so so many thoughts of like uh like season can be done this weekend whatever like blah blah have freedom afterward Absolutely. but coming in there and just being able to like compete and and i think that our team especially does a really really good job of like peaking at the right time and being able to like have a good mindset coming in and not going too hard too early not not yeah, taking exactly. it too easy too fast yeah i i completely agree and i remember um in that tournament the first match, I had a bye in the first round, or I guess I just didn't have a prelim, and I remember watching an unseeded kid beat the two seed for who I was wrestling next, because I was expecting to go and wrestling the two seed, and I was, like, shocked. He, like, beat him up, too, 
And uh, I was like, I was definitely a little scared coming into the match. Um, definitely a good kid, but I ended up, I'm, or actually, no, my first match, that was my second match. My first match, I, um, I wrestled a kid from Washington, Jefferson. I beat him by a pretty good margin, almost got thrown in my back a couple times, which yeah. would have been horrible. Cause I was in high school, that was how I went out. Um, like regionals my senior year like my whole goal was oh i want to make it to the state tournament right, right. never made it there because i got headlocked by a kid oh it's always like the big moves yeah it was horrible and so i just uh definitely could not let that happen again um and then yeah second match i wrestled that wilkes kid who beat the two seed what and, were you uh, thinking right there because you, you saw that he's a unseed and you're like okay yeah but also he beat the two seed so you and and you can't even you can't even hold wrestlers especially even d3 wrestlers to that standard because it's wrestling anything can happen yeah it's almost it's almost strangely it's almost more relaxing coming in like wrestling a good kid because you know it's like you know what you're getting into you know you you wrestle someone who who's like a little bit below your level and and you're expected to win there's all these like you expect more of yourself whereas going in and wrestling a a real good kid it's it's kind of it's almost more relaxing because you can like take peace in the fact that like you know if you go out there and like do what you're supposed to um whether you win or lose that doesn't matter as much as yeah. kind of just going out there and being able to compete but that's a good point yeah i, I actually had a, I had a lot of fun that match i ended up winning 8-0 which i think was my i think that was the only match the entire year where i didn't give up a point um that's wild yeah i think earlier in the season i've been so horrible about giving up like bad takedowns all the time and yeah and just letting kids like run up a score on me that shouldn't be um well i mean i, I don't want to bring this up to to knock you but i mean your yeah. first tournament of the year yeah you know and two oh and two Not cradled good. what right yeah cradled twice and that's pin. a hard way to start your junior year yeah exactly. but you didn't really let that get get to you yeah it's definitely i, I mean i talk with radsky like a lot about that tournament because afterward i was like so frustrated you know yeah coming in wanting to be like that guy who's like wanting to be what I was at the end of the season and uh I think just like really being able to focus on the next step and like only trying to focus on what you can control like you, you know you have all these other things going on like oh I didn't do well in this tournament oh my body's not feeling good I feel like you can always find a million things to like focus on that you can't control that are bringing you down but I mean if you really want results like you kind of like it's kind of a cliche saying, but it's true. You have to choose like excuses or results. You kind of have to be able to tune out like all the bad stuff. And even if you can recognize it, but recognizing it for what it is and just understanding that it sucks. And, and also understanding that like, understand the way in which you think. And I feel like all these, you know, all these thoughts about bad things come up and being able to kind of like watch that and observe how you think without getting sucked into this, like, Anxiety, I think, was really huge for being able to kind of turn the season around and and end up um, doing really well. And I also think um, being able to be in the room with, you know, two great coaches and some of the best guys in the country, like wrestling with Ryan every day, obviously three-time All-American, I think that definitely helped a lot too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, wrestlers are pretty hard on themselves regardless, so you're never going to meet someone that's like – 
I guess you can be the the word the phrase I use a lot is like you can be satisfied but never content. Like you can be happy, yeah. like all right, I did well at this tournament, but I'm not content. I yeah, want exactly. more. You want more, and then you. I, I come out from every match talking to Radsky. I talk to my parents, and I'm like, ah, oh, like even if I win, I'm like, ah, oh, I should have done this, or I should have done this, or I could have. Yeah. You know, and my parents are like, and Radsky's like, no, dude, just be happy. Like, yeah, look yeah. at what you did. Look what you but did. also, you know, you know the building blocks of what you need to do. But it's just always kind of a, I don't know if that's like a, a yeah. universal thing with us. I was just thinking. It's definitely hard. I think it's one thing that I struggle with a lot too. And I know like talking to some of the older wrestlers, like, you know, as you wrestle more and more, the ability to like become happy with or be happy with what you've done is definitely like, it gets harder and harder because I feel like you start expecting this like, you know, perfection out of yourself, which being able to recognize that like that will never be there, I think is uh, is definitely something that helps you be like, yeah, satisfied, but never content. Yeah. Like being able to recognize that no matter how hard you try, nothing you ever do is gonna be perfect. And, uh, and being able to be happy with the effort that you put in. And that's honestly, I think the biggest driver for me is being able to see like, direct results from effort, which I think this season more than any other. And I think the the way in which our team practices really feeds into it, being able to see direct results from what you do. Like, I feel like we do well not, not just like spinning our wheels and working hard for the sake of working hard, but like working hard with a very direct focus. And very I, deliberate. I, yeah, I think it's helped me in so many aspects of my life because you know, as a wrestler, especially when you're younger, you're told like, oh, work hard, work hard, work hard, you know, beat yourself in the ground, lifting every day, practicing every day. And at a point, sometimes it's just working hard just to work hard. And there definitely is some value in that, like, you know, being able to push yourself and being able to put yourself in places where you're uncomfortable. There's mm -hmm. definitely something to be said for that. But at the end of the day, like, you're never gonna get better on anything if you don't have a very direct focus in your work. That's a good point. Yeah, and that even applies to even outside of wrestling. Oh yeah, I think it's it's helped me a lot in terms of like um, classes too, definitely hobbies as well. Um, just being able to like even relationships with people. Oh yeah, so. yeah. Just being able to to work hard on a very focused thing rather than just working hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I kind of took us off track, but <clears throat> so you you finished third at regionals, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, then you wrestled the the. I'm I'm gonna kind of fast forward through the regionals, but I want to get to the NCAs. But you finished third at regionals, and you wrestled the Messiah guy, right? Mm -hmm. What was his last? Uh, I forgot his. Uh, Zach Needles, I think. Needles, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good guy. He's a good wrestler. Definitely. How, how was that? Because that, I mean, y'all wrestled each other twice that tournament right no i so i never once. wrestled him uh trony wrestled him twice earlier in oh, the season okay. um i had never wrestled him but yeah he's he's definitely good had some real good results um and yeah watching all his matches just like real funky um good on top but again i think it was just like it's actually funny i feel like near the end of the season my wrestling gets so much more basic um like I didn't do any moves that match other than a stand-up, a single wrist on top, yeah. and a single leg takedown. It was just, like, the only things I did. Um, but I think, yeah, being and that stuff to, that you've just... But that stuff that you've drilled oh, so much... a million times. So yeah. you don't need anything, like, crazy yeah, stuff. Nothing that's fancy. what you're comfortable. That's what you've... But, yeah, I, I can't even describe, like, the feeling after that match. I got to get better at uh, celebrating because I remember coming off that match just, like... 
I feel like whenever I win a big match like that, my mind just like everywhere. I can't. I literally like sprinted off of the mat, like into the back room, into the locker room. I was just like running past everyone. It was definitely a, a funny yeah, little celebration. I remember watching that. That was exciting to see. Yeah, it was just like I don't know, energy. Like yeah, that's cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, the the thing the thing I'm working on is um my mental has slowly. It's always been the thing that's held me back. It's I've always been been able to hold in or, or um, have an edge on people with strength, with a little bit of speed, and you know I'm getting there with technique, <clears throat> but. My mental is just if I if I go out and um and I like see one person I was like oh he looks stronger than me I've already beat myself yeah you know oh he looks faster oh, he's you know all that kind of stuff I've already beat myself so the mental is is what I talk to to a lot of people about but I mean how how is that kind of how do you approach that in those big matches and even like being able to step fo- foot on a huge stage like the NCA is like yeah I and I kind of said it a little bit before but being able to like observe the way in which you're thinking and kind of not get sucked into those thoughts and like let that become you um i think that's helped me so much because i've realized like you will never ever get rid of the like anxious thoughts you're you're never going to be able to like i feel like having a good mindset is not being able to think well all the time but it's not being like not having these physical reactions to these like anxious thoughts that you have because I feel like being able to, like, like going into these matches, I remember looking at, like, the Wilkes kid that I mentioned earlier. He was, like, brick shit how strong. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, probably, like, six inches shorter than me, wrestling the same weight class. And it's like, damn, this kid looks strong. But being able to, like, look at that thought and be like, yeah, of course you're going to think that. Like, but it doesn't really, it doesn't matter. Like, all the things that you think don't really have any effect on what actually is going to happen. 100%. Um, so being able to just kind of, like, watch the patterns in which you think. And I feel like once you do it more and more, you kind of recognize these patterns of thought that, like, that you have habitually over and over again. And kind of being able to, like, snap out of that, just kind of step away. And I also, I, like, I focus on my breath so much before matches Cause I think like being able to breathe like real deep and, and calmly like actually makes your body much more physically calm which yeah. helps with well, you're thinking. slowing down your heart rate too yeah definitely I guess yeah getting that I've never yeah, I've never been good at I have like I don't listen to music I've actually stopped listening to I don't like stuff I, I, I usually just kind of like to hear the yeah crowns. I, I stopped yeah. listening to music um, at the start of this year too I used to be like all into music before my matches and I would get like super anxious because you know you listen to a fast song raise your heart rate a little bit and you're bouncing around it feels good but I realized at a point there's eventually like that switch where you take your headphones out and you're like oh damn this is real now like I gotta step on this mat and it's quiet that transitions probably yeah yeah exactly and I I used to always like have that transition at the latest point possible I would literally have my headphones in like until I was called up take them out and walk out and I kind of started listening, to, or I, I was talking to Jack Krause about it, and he was like, yeah, I don't really listen to music. I, I just think it helps me, like, be a little more calm. Yeah. And I think, like, being able to do that, and and I think, yeah, like, listening to your anxious thoughts, like, while you don't have music on and not giving them power, just, like, being able to look at them, like, as they come and go, um, I think kind of takes a lot of the power away from them. and. It, it kind of makes you it makes you realize like yeah I'm, I'm gonna be nervous there's definitely butterflies but like nothing I can do about yeah. it yeah well one thing I applaud you for is, is is when we roomed during regionals with is you me Cam and uh 
McCusker is that you were kind of just talking out loud, like, yeah, like, I'm ready. Of course, if when the season's over, I'm ready for spring term, all that kind of stuff. But I've gotten this far, and you're like, I want to, if I can make it to NCAAs, like, I'll go a hun- another two weeks, you know. And yeah, I, and exactly. I, and I, and, and when you kind of said that, like, it, it's kind of one of those things that people are like, well, obviously, but it's not that obvious because it's a long yeah. season stuff. And you kind of hit the, I mean, you, that point was pretty perfect. But I mean, yeah. I was glad to see that work out for you. So Yeah, it's definitely hard to internalize those thoughts sometimes and be able to like, like you can say them all you want, but like, I feel like there's definitely a difference between thinking something and like actually believing it. And, uh, and yeah, I, I was, I was definitely ready for the season to be over by the end, but it's also like, you know, you did all that work. It's kind of disrespectful to your, like, to your past self to be doing all oh, yeah. that work just to be like, ah, I don't want it that yeah, bad. Yeah, and, and what, what 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 does it compare for a, a week off, a week um, off of the season compared to NCAA qualifier? Yeah, Getting exactly. to step on that stage and have, you know, those credentials. So yeah. you get your name on a banner now. And yeah, exactly. You get and then you have another year, so. Yeah, that was, a, that, it was what I told my high school coach when I, uh, when I came into college, I was like, yeah, one of my goals is I just, like, want to have my name on that wall. Like, yeah, just, I don't care yeah. what I do, just something. I, I want yeah. people to see it for a couple Hell of years. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, that's – we'll see. Um, I mean, my, my kind of talks with, with Coach have just been, like, you know, take it, take the steps a little smaller. Like, hey, why don't you start placing every tournament, and then you can expand, then you can expand. But, yeah, yeah. You, we, get, we always come back to those small things, like – start being very deliberate you know yeah. being very you know you don't have to have a huge goal right at the front you all those things are going to add up and then they'll make <clears throat> a successful wrestler they're going to make a successful um uh, competitor so but we can kind of uh i don't know if you had anything else to add i was going to pivot to like philosophy stuff because you're oh, yeah. what, what's your your business and philosophy major yeah um business administration and philosophy I'm trying to get business administration right now. I'm like, it's funny. I completed, I'm basically done with my philosophy major other than I'm taking a capstone next year. Um, I think love and attachment is the name of the course. So that sounds cool. I'm gonna have to write probably like a 15 to 20 page paper on something in that class. I'm not quite sure what yet, but I feel like that kind of topic though, wouldn't be that bad to no, no, I'm I'm hoping it'll be really interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um, and then I took one, uh, capstone my sophomore year which was on Immanuel Kant who's a German philosopher yeah um, I want to say 18th century German philosopher um, yeah Kant yeah I know him it was definitely I think that class was one of my favorite classes I've taken here and it was so interesting but I also like I think there's definitely a, a difference between um like studying philosophy and kind of like doing and applying it to your life. Um, that class was, I wrote a paper, uh, my final paper I wrote, which was 15 paper or 15 pages was on um, a synthesis of his and Aristotle's aesthetic theories. Kant's? Yeah. So basically why people find things beautiful, um, like what the appeal of art or nature or stuff of that sort is. Um, and I think it was it was one of my favorite papers I've ever written, and it was really interesting. But it's kind of one of those things that you write just for the idea of writing it. Like, and I, I was talking with um, I think Alex wanted about this um, the idea of like academia and kind of doing it just for itself. Like, I feel like a lot of the philosophy classes I've taken here are like philosophy for the sake of academia, like for the sake of studying mm-hmm. it. 
And I definitely think that there's something good about, like, academia in itself. But I think the classes that I've taken that are a little bit more applied and, like, the ethical theory classes and looking at how you can bring that into, like, law or politics or right. or even economics, um, just kind of these, like, cross-barrier um, things and being able to, like, really delve into the the foundations of thought, like, in different fields, I think is definitely my favorite part of philosophy. That's pretty cool stuff. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I heard philosophy as, like, a lot of reading. I mean, yeah. it's all reading I guess so I'm not the best at reading and I'm, I'm not yeah. I don't enjoy I like writing that's why I'm stratcom major but yeah it's funny because you would think those two go hand in hand but that's one of the reasons I'm debating on going to law school and um, I just reading is I'm not good at my reading comprehension so I've actually talked yeah. about it in like five other podcasts I'm, I always bring I'm like the complete opposite way I love reading but you asked me to sit down and write something, and I just, uh, like, I, I'm not very good at getting my point across, like, pretty concisely, right. especially in writing. Um, but it's actually, it, philosophy is interesting in terms of its reading, because it's a lot in terms of time, but it's usually not that much in terms of, like, quantity and pages. Like, I find myself having to read and then reread and then reread, like, all these things over and over again. Because yeah. the language that some some of them use, like... And this is another thing in the in the like academia for itself. Like some of them, it seems it seems like people are being purposely complicated. Yeah, in what yeah, they're trying yeah. To yeah. Say. That's what gets me. I hate that. Yeah, I think uh, I, that's why I think I think the best philosophy is the stuff that's like very easily transferable to other people. Like you can get your point across really well, and it's really effective in terms of its like practical application. Well, I don't know if this is um, a philosophy. Um, <clears throat> esque paper thing but in 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 high school that one of the something i read in my junior year that we read for a class that i really liked and that stuck with me was essentially the the paper outlined that throughout our whole um child like throughout when we're when we're brought up and being um in school everything's teaching us like oh constantly question you know Mm -hmm. question authority don't take like question teachers you know don't just take everything for granted but then it also said there's like this almost this paradox like of when when you get out into the real world no one wants you to question stuff they want you to actually just follow the rules don't question you know ever make it keep everyone in line so i mean i don't know how that applies but that's kind of my transition into like was there anything that you read or that you've written or studied that kind of stuck with you or that you really enjoyed that you kind of remember? Hmm. That's a really good question. I'm trying to think. Um, I know, I'm sure Majoy told you about um, fame. I think it's fame, famine, and uh, fame, famine, and not affluence. Maybe, fame, let me see. Something famine, and uh, but it's a, it's a Peter Singer work, and he essentially makes the argument in terms of like effective altruism that uh anything that you can give um you should and although i don't necessarily agree with like the extent of how far he takes his argument me and major have definitely talked about uh, like kind of moral duty a lot and and like doing things that you don't necessarily want to but you have to just because they are right to do um, I think that's one of the things that's had an effect on me. And the what's, idea. What's an example? So, so like a moral duty, like 
for example, going to class, like that's a duty. That's it's not something you want to do all the time, but you do right. it because you have to. It's like a duty. And right. so the idea of like a, a moral duty is and we Immanuel Kant kind of has the same idea in there are some things that you you have to do just because they're right. For example, not lying. That's like a moral duty. Um, and I also think like like not lying, not stealing. Those are like easy examples. Yeah. Um, but Peter Singer kind of extends it into like um, giving to others as much as you have to give. And um, like, and even if you don't want to be generous, even if you think like money or time or stuff like that could be spent better on you, being able to um, give to others because it is the right thing to do, like kind of just for the person perseverance like of all humans so yeah so is it, is it famine affluence and morality yes that's what it is famine uh, affluence and morality okay and in 1971 interesting you read that in a, <clears throat> what class is that i read that um well actually i kind of read that on my own because oh. major was a huge proponent of it huh. um I'll we touched on it yeah we touched on it a little bit it's a it's a pretty short read. Um, it's not too hard. Um, we also touched on it in my ethics and the environment class. Yeah. Um, because it's also a lot like uh, um, extending like moral consideration to animals and stuff like that, and it, like being huge on not um, and like this is kind of where Majoy um, like has the kind of basis for his veganism, like ethical um, consideration, um, like. The idea of, yeah, you might want to eat meat and you might want to, like, serve into these CAFOs, like, concentrated animal feeding operations. And, like, um, it's definitely way more convenient, but you shouldn't because it's, like, a moral duty. Because it is wrong, you, like, have to not do it. And definitely, I uh, I mean, I'm eating a bacon, egg, and cheese right now, so maybe yeah. it's not the uh, best example, but... Um, but yeah, kind of just doing things that even if you don't want to, doing them because they are the right thing to do, I think is one of the things that I've definitely drawn from philosophy. I also think um, Aristotle's, uh, I think it's Nicomachean ethics. Yeah. Um, the idea of like virtue ethics and and uh, like if you don't know what to do, kind of looking at like a person who you consider virtuous in a certain field and like what would this person do? Um it's kind of a simple idea, like, you know, you see the bumper stickers, like, what would Jesus do? But right. being able to, like, look at people in my own life who I think are virtuous and, and, uh, and like, asking myself, what would they do in this situation, I think is, has also kind of helped me a lot with, in terms of decision making. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I haven't read as much as uh, you and uh, Majoy and all that, and I guess Wynick because he's yeah. philosophy too but yeah there's definitely something to get from that and also just talking to other people and learning I mean that's that's why I've yeah. started this you wanted to know oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I asked you yesterday and I, I told you to save the answer for today but I, I definitely <clears throat> want to know about I guess the origins of this podcast and what inspired it yeah I'll um I'll expand on what I've told most people so I started I think I started listening to podcasts um, maybe COVID year. I, I, I would listen to them. I, I had a landscaping business with a friend before I started pressure washing. Mm -hmm. And rather than music, because um, because like 
I don't know. There's there's more mystery to a podcast because you don't know what's going to be said. You know, you've Definitely. heard a song before, so you mm-hmm. kind of know what to expect, or whatever. And I and I was debating on just listening to audiobooks, but podcasts were a new thing. Yeah. And you have people that you know, like I listen to a lot of stand up comics, so I was just like, oh, this could be fun. And for the past four years, basically straight, I've been any. It's it's increased over time, but. Any free time I've had, especially when I would do any manual labor, um, I would just throw in earbuds and I'd listen to podcasts. I'd, I'd listen to uh, Two Bears, One Cave, which is with uh, Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura, two stand-up comics, and then I'd listen mm-hmm. to Joe Rogan's. Um, but And then I'd listen to Chris D'Elia's. And the original reason was during COVID, there was like so much like um, polarizing political conversations, and there was a Definitely. lot of... There was just a lot of controversy and just art, like the the world didn't seem happy. Yeah. And I just kind of wanted to find an escape from listening to news or just people commenting on. I definitely did not want a news podcast. Yeah. So when I found, you know, the comics that were just like, you know, just talking about random stuff. Yeah. And just fucking around, like, it was nice to be able to 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 do that, and um, the, it was just kind of a nice outlet. So. Fast forward to <clears throat> spring break this year. Um, I, you know, I was pressure washing. And I listened to some, and I realized that when I would listen to an episode of when I would listen to an episode with a guest, I'll use Joe Rogan the example that maybe that I would know of, but I didn't know a lot about. Mm-hmm. For instance, I listened to John Bernthal, who's um, he's on The Punisher. He's plays Shane oh, in The yeah. Walking Dead. Okay. He. Um, you know, his he, he told his podcast was like three hours, and he, he went into about how he visited Russia and how he almost killed a man, like yeah. random crazy stories that kind That's of awesome. just put in perspective of like who he is. Mm-hmm. And then I always, and then you also have people where like Elon Musk, you know who Elon Musk is, and it's cool yeah, to listen yeah. to him talk. But my favorite podcasts were when I would learn about like someone that I thought I knew. And then yeah. you, they have a whole other side that they get to yeah, speak, yeah. and it's unfiltered. So I realized when I was listening to podcasts that I was, like, happy that I, like, got to know that side of person. Or I guess I was, like, educating myself if someone was talking about politics, if someone was talking about yeah. tech. And then I was, and then I, and I was talking my, with my dad, and he's really the one that kind of convinced me to do it, literally just by saying, asking me, like, well, why don't you? Because I never really considered it. I was, like, I, I realized that I'm in a school with insanely creative, hardworking, oh, unique definitely. people. One of the best liberal arts um, universities in the nation. And if I spend four years and I, I don't talk to as many people as I can and have like a legit conversation, because you can you can talk casually and everyone's had those great conversations at like 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. But being deliberate on like, I just, I really yeah, want like to know about you. Time to, yeah, yeah you can get into get... some stuff that, um, I mean, you, you, you can discover stuff about yourself. You can discover stuff about other people. Um, and then my dad was kind of like, you should do it. And I started texting people about, you know, Ryan Luth was my first text. You yeah. know, um, I, That was a good choice. Yeah, I, I just, I was thinking of, but a lot of the people I like to have on, and this is no knock to people that don't have on, but <clears throat> I like people that, you know, have a different perspective on life. They're very good, well-spoken, can elaborate on um, yeah very well and just you know maybe have a diverse background a lot of my guests have been 
um, I'd say probably half my guests so far have been um, non-native to the U.S. Oh, really? You know, yeah. So I have I have one guy that's from Pakistan, um, yeah. one, one girl that's from Ukraine, a professor that's from Moscow. Like, I like hearing specifically that transition to the U.S. because I'm from mm-hmm. Belarus, but I, I wasn't old enough to yeah. understand that. But people, I guess, that are one that I haven't talked to a lot that I can introduce myself to and then also people that I have talked to and then I get a whole nother side of them definitely so that's kind of that kind of left me here and then I started playing around with Adobe um, and it's actually been my my girlfriend's abroad so I was like I wanted I made a list of things that would keep me busy I wanted hobbies besides yeah. my class and I had to play guitar I had learned more Russian and I did not have this on because I didn't think it was I just didn't Feasible, yeah. yeah and then it turned out that this is I'm balancing this with everything else and it's probably I mean I'm so happy I did because yeah. it's it's yeah. kind of right down the journalism alley too which was I was talking to Radsky about and he was like oh I didn't even realize that it's like a yeah it's like a, it's kind of like a, a speaking version of the uh, writing like right. being able to interview someone and uh, exactly yeah, I think so, that that whole idea too is I, one of the only podcasts because I'm definitely way more of a music guy than a, a podcast listener. But one of the podcasts I love to listen to is Stevo's because you know oh, he's this, does he have a good one? Yeah, oh, what's great it called? One. It's a uh, Stevo's Wild Ride. Okay, and I'll look that up. And you know, you you think of Stevo's as like this guy on Jackass who you know is doing all these drugs and ended up getting sober and now he skates and all this stuff and you actually listen to him talk and he's like way more well-spoken than you would expect and actually has some really interesting thoughts on things and i think because of how like crazy he used to be and yeah you know doing all this jackass stuff he definitely has a very very unique perspective on um everything i think especially like aging and and becoming older it's interesting because he's like i mean he must be around 50 now and, and he still talks like you know talks like us like a kid and that's fun it's actually it's it's a really interesting one to listen to i'll have to i'll have to check that out you need to listen to um <clears throat> i don't know you know theo vaughn is oh yeah, yeah. i love theo he's vaughn. uh i've heard of him like before but i never i don't know why i just never like really invested uh, yeah. or in um i guess investigated who he, who he was but he's just He's funny. He's a crazy guy. Definitely. I just like uh, where his brain goes, but you can't listen to him too much or, I don't know, I feel yeah. like he'll be stupid. Yeah, he'd go crazy a little yeah. bit. He but, definitely uh, has a, a very uh, interesting cadence in the way he talks that yeah, you listen to him too much and you're just like, what am I listening yeah. to? Well, I, I was also glad that I think a lot of the professional podcasters that are big are good, obviously, at it's not an interview like making it seem more like a casual conversation yeah, there's just a definitely. microphone there which is nice I think it's also nice for the viewer because the viewer who's listening almost seems like they're a part of it they're like yeah. sitting in the room which is something I wanted to um, I guess simulate but um, it's definitely more authentic too I feel like when when you ask people like interview questions it seems like there's kind of a uh, like just an automated response that mm, you have like, mm-hmm. like I remember uh like when I got interviewed after um, regionals, like the guy would ask me these questions and I felt like I was kind of just spitting out like a robotic response. Whereas I feel like we talked about the same exact things now and definitely get way deeper into it. And like you actually hear what people's thoughts are rather than just like what they want everyone else to think. Yeah. Kind of like how um, <clears throat> Instagram and all the social media is 
Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're handpicking what they want to show the world, and it's not genuine. Yeah. I've so. definitely been, uh, been trying to keep my screen time low recently. I find myself, and I've found myself, like, recently, you know, hanging out with my friends, sitting on my phone. I'm like, damn, I'm not about to see these people yeah. for so long in, like, a week. Like, why am I sitting here on my phone right. when I can be, yeah. Like, it's such a bad habit. It is. I'll, like, find myself, if I get in an elevator and there's people yeah. there, like, just, it's, it, it becomes a habit, especially with our generation of, like, you get on your phone, you unlock it, and you go to your first app, whether yeah. that's Snapchat, TikTok. It's definitely Even if you're not, like, intending to watch anything, it's just, like, almost... Yeah, have, it, I don't know. It, no, it definitely is, and like you even start talking about your phone, like you have that feeling where your hand just wants to like go in your pocket yeah, and check yeah, yeah. it. It's definitely a very like very very compulsive thing, and um, I've I've been turning my phone off a lot recently. Like all the way off? Yeah, like all the way off. Even though that's good. I my girlfriend always gets mad at me because yeah. I like won't respond to calls or texts. And right. I know I always get mad at uh, Wynette because he's always like. You know, leave his phone somewhere and go wander off but I definitely think it makes like just being in the moment that you're in so much better like and and like even if you have that compulsive like oh I want to check my phone right now right. look at it and, and like you, got, you have to like take Boot it up. 10 seconds to turn it on which in that 10 seconds you're like what am I, what do I even like want to be looking at that's right a now? good yeah I don't have a purpose to be looking at my phone right yeah. now yeah 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 I like that I like that um now, I've never considered turning it all the way off, but I've I've de- turned off all of my notifications. Yeah. Um, notifications is a huge yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Because I would, I would get a notification, I'd just open it up. Yeah. I don't need to, you know? I know. Rasky made me, like, turn off all my notifications at the start of the wrestling season this year. And at first, <laughs> I was like, you're crazy. Like, what do you, like... He like went into all my apps and was like turning off notifications. And I, I thought he was crazy at first, but actually it's like my screen time used to be so bad. I used to be like six hours a day, like every day, just scrolling all the time. And I've been trying, I'm like almost around one hour now. I'm trying really? to keep it very low. That's good. You like track that pretty deliberately? Yeah, I usually, I mean, I'll take a look at the end of the week um, most of the time, but I think it's, yeah, being able to like, not look at your phone is I think a huge power yeah. that um, I wish I had more of I think I, I, I've never been good at that but yeah I, I turn off the notifications I um I have the vibration on because I like I have the uh, custom vibration set up for yeah. um, my favorites so my, my girlfriend and my, my parents and siblings so I know when they text me if I need to check my phone if it's just a regular vibration I usually don't yeah but um <clears throat> I may even turn that off because I don't want a reason to yeah do all that, and, and then once you once you have it in your hand, like you know, you, you look at the text, and then you go home and you click on Instagram. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I was talking, I was talking, I was talking with a friend the other day. I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll open an app, um, and I'll be on it for a little bit, and then I'll maybe go to the bathroom or something like that, and then I'll come back, and it's like it's literally a muscle memory, and then I'll click on it. I was like, yeah. I don't even need. I, I left this app for a reason because yeah, I was done yeah. with it and then you just like automatically go there so. right yeah I deleted TikTok oh, you, you were joking around that like yeah, yeah. part of the reason what'd you say? Uh, I, I think someone else said it but yeah the only thing better than deleting TikTok is bragging about deleting yeah, TikTok yeah facts, facts, facts but I'm hoping to kick my phone addiction this summer because I, I recently got an email from the place that I'm working I'm working up in I'm working for Adirondack National Park Oh, where's or, that? Not National, State Park um, in upstate New York. I'm going to be in Lake Placid. And what are you going to do there? Um, I'm going to, to be honest, I really don't know yet. Okay. Like, uh, so I'm an intern for uh, ADK, which is um, like Adirondack 
Adirondack something, but okay. it's it's like essentially the the state parks um, maintenance crew and. Right. So I'm definitely going to be doing a little bit of manual labor in terms of keeping trails and stuff nice. Um, I also think we're going to be doing like like interpretive walks. Like we have to take a class um, where we essentially learn about all the stuff around us and learn about like how to convey that in an interesting way. Mm. And so essentially almost like a, a mini tour guide, like being able to take people up certain trails and talk about this and that and this and that. And like we're supposed to choose a topic that we're very interested in um, to be able to express to people and, and talk about. I think moss and trees are definitely two of the things that I find really interesting. Um, just the way in which they like like grow is kind of it's very. Um, I've always been interested in the way that moss and like fungus grows. It's, it's all like nodes and, huh. and it kind of like connects together in this web. <clears throat> Weird. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Never heard someone say freaky. that. Yeah, and it's it's not even like interested as as in there's that much to learn about it, but right. just like being able to watch it. Yeah, it's cool stuff. Crazy. You like Span that Spanish moss? You've seen the Spanish moss? That's yeah, the stuff yeah. Like Hilton Head. Yeah, that's, that's it is dope. Cool. But yeah, so I'm working for them this summer, and what I was getting around to is uh, I got an email that's saying. Um, I'm not gonna have any phone service like where I'm living. I have to walk like a mile or two up the road oh, to be wow. able to text or call anyone. So I think that's definitely gonna make me uh, a little more intentional about like, you know, going in like, all right, if I'm going to walk a mile up the road, like I, I need to have a reason and like I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. call or text someone for like a specific reason. Yeah. So I definitely think that'll be good for me. Yeah. That's a, that's a big call. I, I worked at a, a summer camp my going into my freshman year <clears throat> it was just all girls summer camp mm-hmm. um which was uh pretty cool you know i was one of the only guys there but yeah. um no i mean yeah th- there was like no service and i had to like go all the way up to where there was wi-fi and it i don't remember I, there, there wasn't a lot as there wasn't as much in my life going on so mm-hmm. i don't think having being on my phone less felt any better i guess but i mean yeah no, I need to. I need to start turning my phone off, like you were saying, do all that kind of stuff. But I, I, it's it's weird because I want that for me, but I also hate when I'm trying to get in touch with someone and they yeah. won't answer. Oh, it's or the worst. So speaking of, I think I'm getting a call right now. I'm not gonna answer, but oh, speak of the devil. Who I'm is putting, it? I'm putting them on the mic. Hi. Yo, you're on the podcast. Oh really? Yeah. What up? Uh, I'm gonna ask if you or any of your roommates were in third year right now. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh. I would assume Lamb or Louie or Lipshire are. I'm not, though. All uh, right. Dude, I just did, like, a, a triathlon. I only did two legs of it, but I did the bike and the run. How was it? It was pretty good. What was your so time? I each one in about an hour, and I haven't trained for either, so I thought that was pretty good. Wow. Your podcasters know how fit I am. Yeah, um, this is Matt Mayjoy. So, so, any of your podcasters, you know, are single or whatever, I'm here. But, um... Yeah, also my car is like a little fucked right now. When I was taking my bike out of my car, I like struggling, and like the roof inside my car, like is collapsing a little bit, like a felt or whatever. Like I'm trying to tape it up. You lost your keys and now your car is falling apart. Yeah, more or less. Damn. So, I'm gonna call Louie or Lamb. All right. Well, uh, hopefully we see you. Podcasting. Yeah, we'll we'll see you in the the evening or afternoon. How about uh, that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, peace. peace out. Good luck. Yeah. Uh.
fun guy. Well, yeah. Shout out to uh, shout out to Matt Major, a little special guest on the podcast. Yes, sir. Episode. He's uh, I think he's supposed to be episode ten. I don't know. I, 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 the the order that I'm releasing them aren't in the order that I recorded them. Yeah. How many have you done so far? <clears throat> I have it on my phone actually, um, like ten. But I have an Excel spreadsheet of like podcast name podcast guest their bio oh, i'm gonna have to write you up a, a bio after this 11 that's dope and you're if the 12th you, if you could get anyone on the podcast i know you mentioned uh livy dunn last night yeah. but if you could get anyone you want on the podcast who to pick all right all right this is a good question i um i have two i have two i have two answers for you i have one that's more feasible but then i'll go into like celebrities or whatever so my sophomore teacher, Dr. Reagan, um, who I wrote my Common App essay on, okay. is is who I'd want to sit down with. He's very big liberal, but we just so we got we got into. I met him because I challenged him to a statement because I'm I'm right leaning, but I'd say more yeah. libertarian, and he like respected that I was like called mm-hmm. him out or whatever. Yeah. Um, but basically, he's. He just retired. He worked at my high school for like 35 years. He'd been a teacher for like 40 years. Like, yeah. he's a lot older, but just his, his, just what he has to offer and like how he talks is just so fun to sit down with him. And I'll, I'll occasionally over the summer just go have lunch with him and we'll, we'll talk. So that's awesome. I'd love to have him on. I want to reach out to him. He's a, he's in like Spain right now, but that's who I'd want to have. Um, let's think. Anyone? Probably. Probably, like. I'm trying to think of someone that's like I just have always thought is so interesting and has a lot of great views. My, I don't know. Let me ask you first. Yeah, who would for, you do? For me, I mean, completely infeasible, like impossible, but I would love to sit down with Mac Miller. Like, really? Yeah, I think he's got, I, I mean, I Rip. feel like every time Press I hear piece, him. Mac Miller. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but every time I hear him talk, I, I feel like he's just got like a really good view on, and like a really realistic view too, because obviously he dealt with like so much more stuff than we have, but yeah. I, I feel like his ability to like be positive and be happy i think is something i really really envy like i'm always repping the life is good shirts i got one on right yeah. now and i think it's just because i i like really envy people who are able to stay like so so positive in the face of like really bad adversity that's also i mean an artist is a good choice because definitely i mean their whole their whole career is kind of you know, describing or trying to put their experiences into poetic yeah. words. Yeah. And so. being able to like cohesively express themselves and like be in touch with how they feel and why they feel that way so that they can yeah. express it that way. I think it would be a good interview. Mm. Um, I guess, I mean, yeah, an artist, I was trying to break it up into categories. Do I want an athlete? Do I want a politician? Do I want a comedian? Um, honestly, right now, if I had like, 10, 10 seconds to decide I'd, I'd do Theo Vaughn yeah, just cause I want to talk one. I want someone that I like will forget that the microphone's there and just yeah. like talk about random stuff but yeah, if I want to be a funny ass guy yeah, I guess if I want to be educated um uh, you know who who's really interesting is um who created uh, uh Mark Zuckerberg 
Oh yeah, he is. He was on Joe Rogan's, but I want someone that like had a. I want. I'd probably add someone. I don't. Maybe maybe someone else, but I'd want someone that had an idea that was world changing. Yeah, like, like every single person uses. Maybe the guy that invented ChatGPT. Yeah, yeah. Like that. The people who do OpenAI. Yeah, would be just a good one. Um, something that you know affects almost every single person. Yeah, so. I took. I mean, I uh, I took a class with Professor Shatton last semester and. I, I don't know if you've ever uh, talked to him at all, but... Is he philosophy? No, he's a... Uh, well, he... Actually, he used to be a philosophy professor. Um, he was a philosophy major in college, and yeah. now he's a, a business professor here. Mm-hmm. So I think he's got a definitely a very interesting, um, like, wide berth of knowledge and topics, but... If you've had one conversation with him, it's all about like yeah, Chat GPT really? and AI. He is a hundred percent convinced that it is going to be like <clears throat> he he said in class multiple times that he thinks it's going to be bigger than like the invention of electricity. Like he thinks within a couple of years it's going to completely change the way in which everything functions. Which I don't know if I buy into it that much, but I definitely think it's going that way. I think technology mm. is is uh and I I have this theory that. Uh, I've told a couple of people and I've yeah, gotten shot down, but I very much think that there's going to be, if we don't blow ourselves up with this AI, yeah. I think that there's going to be a huge resurgence in, it's going to be like almost another, uh, uh, what is the word, renaissance of um, like art and philosophy and all this stuff that's mm-hmm. kind of very innately human that you saw in previous renaissances um, where it's like all the the ideas of labor and stuff like you know, if if you have technology to do it, no one's gonna be taking finance classes or like trying to understand like spreadsheets. You know, dude, that's that's terrifying because what's what what's stopping us from, um, what what's our motivation to learn? Yeah, what's our motivation to get better? If if um, I listened to Neil deGrasse Tyson, he said the idea of like longevity and being able to live forever. Um, this is a little bit separate, but. You know, his motivation every day is that he only has a finite amount of time. So trying to be productive, um, you know, and this is exactly what an influence, uh, an influencer would say. But he he, I mean, he has a point like, yeah, trying to be productive every day and and do that kind of stuff. And that's your motivation is that you only have a finite amount of time. But if in this case, if if everything's going to be doing something for you, then what's what's your motivation? Yeah, I, I mean, I also I think that the finite amount of time thing is a huge motivation but I also just think like being able to connect with other people and like doing stuff like this like this is not like a you know academic interest or but you know we still come on here and talk about philosophy and Mm. like kind of academic stuff that you know you study in school and I think like being able to connect with other people about that stuff is a huge motivator for me but also yeah the time thing is huge I think that is I think the biggest issue in my life right now is I feel like I have too little time for all the things I want to do I like I've said so many times I wish days were like 36 hours like time is your most valuable asset yeah so my dad tells me every day it really is and I also think like like finding the way delegated amongst people because mm-hmm. you know especially here like it's very in your face you got a week left until like yeah. we're leaving and probably not going to see people for a while and especially like people that are really leaving school not going to see them for a while and and kind of understanding how to like delegate your time between the people that you love is I think a really hard thing yeah um kind of lost my train of thought but no I I, I never heard that the renaissance uh 
I don't want to miss theory. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I definitely think, that's an, but I just take. think there's eventually going to be this automation of labor that is, like, I feel like all this labor is kind mm-hmm. of, it's, it serves others, but it, it really does not serve much of a higher purpose. And I was talking a little bit about academia before, kind of like serving, um, it serves the purpose of existing itself because it is something that is like good in itself. Right. Um, and like if you're able to automate labor, you kind of start focusing on things that are, that exist for the sake of like, because yeah. they are good within themselves. Mm-hmm. So I, I do, I think that that's where we're going if we don't yeah. blow ourselves up with yeah. all this time. I think, I think that's a good point. I mean, there's like a study that at least 50% of jobs, I don't know the percentage, but I mean, a lot of people and, and, and people that are educated in this area are saying that X amount, X percentage of jobs are going to be replaced by, Definitely. yeah, it's going to be cheaper. There's people make less mistakes. I mean, it makes sense. But I was talking, my argument always goes back to, the thing that I'm, I think that AI will not be able um, <clears throat> to replace is like salesmen and I can't, uh, maybe lawyers, but like any type of human connection or persuasion or something like that. Yeah. Being able to have a connection with a human and me shake your hand, look you in your eye, and ask yeah. personal questions and almost like, you know, um, in a smart way. You know sell to you but also like make you feel comfortable with me Definitely. i don't think I, I don't see how um computers are going to be able to do that as well as humans because that's a that's a trait that makes us unique yeah um, stuff like that i definitely think there is like a, a super innate like interpersonal thing i think it's with art too um i think art is a huge thing that like ai it, like there's a lot of things that it can replicate but mm-hmm. um like I think the the thought of like like you know I I go over to Alex Wine and Ryan's house all the time and you know listen to their roommates play guitar and them right. sing and it's just like like as much as you can like you can replicate that you can't really replicate like the transmission mm-hmm. of like emotions and yeah. and stuff that comes from that that whole process definitely and like connecting with someone you find that right note yeah and that excitement and I also I think like like music and art too is something that's done kind of for the good of itself like um it, it's something that that people would do even if there was no one else to listen to it like that's people, a good point people practice guitar to yeah a lot of the times people are like oh I want to be able to play guitar for other people yeah, and then you right. start you start playing air playing an instrument or do something and you're mm-hmm. like I just like doing this yeah exactly yeah I mean yeah it's 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 an escape it's an outlet for for you I mean creativity that's um, that's pretty important so well transition to you cook a lot you cook yeah. a lot yeah I think yeah. that's a that's talking about arts too um, I'm a huge, huge fan of food. And uh, I also think that the like interpersonal thing that comes from it too is, I think it's awesome. Like I always say like cooking is definitely a, a love language. I, I love to yeah. cook for and like with the people that I enjoy being around. Um, what kind of, well, just any food or yeah, any type that you like? I, I will cook any food. Um, I really like cooking Chinese food because mm-hmm. I like eating Chinese food. Um, the other week, me and uh, one of the kids in my pledge class were cooking up kebabs on the uh, on the grills at third year for Cinco de Mayo. That's good stuff. Yeah, it is. Um, I just think that 
cooking is not only a good skill to have for yourself because you always have something good to eat. Um, even if you like, if you just know how to cook with basic ingredients, like mm-hmm. I, I think it also saves a lot of money. Like, oh yeah, it's definitely an expensive habit when you want to cook good stuff. But being able to like make a good meal with just a couple simple ingredients mm-hmm. you have at your house, like yeah. I've been trying to eat less takeout food. Cause oh yeah, drains my. Especially bank if you're on a certain maybe not diet, but you just yeah. you don't want to touch fried stuff. And yeah, exactly. the, what sucks with the world is that the 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 most. The, the cheapest foods are the un, most unhealthy foods. So Definitely. sometimes it just makes like sense financially of like, oh, I mean, I can go to McDonald's and get this, but what are yeah. you doing to yourself? So and but I've also realized the the cheapest foods are the unhealthy foods until you start making food for yourself because then it's like it's like produce and rice mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all this stuff. stuff. In bulk. Yeah. yeah, stuff in bulk. That's the easiest to make like a very simple meal with is so much cheaper than. But yeah, like going out and buying a salad, like a pre-made salad, is yeah. so expensive. What's your favorite Ridiculous. meal to make? Favorite if you can make, meal? if you can, if you can make one meal to like impress, I don't know, the president oh, or some girl or some like to, girlfriend. To impress, I love doing um, like seared scallops, like a little Ooh, brown butter seared yeah. scallops, I'm mashed potatoes. Throw like a lemon in the pan afterward, brown yeah. it up, squeeze it on top. I think that's a good one because it seems way harder than it actually yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in terms of like actually, uh, like what I think my favorite meal to cook and the best meal I make is, um, I, I love doing chicken thighs on top of pasta. Yeah, make like yeah. a, a little pasta sauce, I like mm-hmm. roasted red pepper, mm-hmm. onions, garlic, um, Calabrian chili peppers. Ooh. I think that's definitely uh, best food that I cook. Yeah, I suppose I'm good stuff. My dad loves cooking. He always tells me he's like, um, he's like food bring food's amazing. It brings everyone together. Yeah, it's is it, you know it doesn't matter like what what cultures or whatever. It just it everyone you know can bond over that. Everyone stuff. loves eating. Uh yeah, and I I was gonna tell you I, I wrote my senior speech on my uh, my. This connection over food that I've shared with my dad. So yeah. we, there's um, a Vietnamese place in town that we mm-hmm. we go, and he always um, gets something. Not he has a, a meal that he likes on the menu, and then he like m- mixes it up, or whatever. But he's been going there for twenty years, so yeah. they always know. Uh, they see him, they they get him exactly his order. Yeah, he's very yeah. He doesn't. I mean. He likes trying new foods 100%, but he has what he likes typically. So when mm-hmm. he goes for a place, like it doesn't matter if it, he's the same way with Starbucks. He has his, his Venti Pike that he likes to get, nothing different, no mm-hmm. room. But he's just, he goes to these same places and he always gets the same thing. So these people have known him um, forever. So yeah. they kind of have his order down. But um, one of the things I talked about in my, my, uh, my speech was every Sunday morning or, or at least very frequently, we would, me and my dad would get up um, pretty early, say 7 a.m. or something, and we would go to the El Supermercado, which is just a Mexican supermarket. Yeah. And um, no one in there spoke English, and all their stuff is like so fresh, especially that early. They make fresh pressed corn tortillas every morning. Oh. Every morning, yeah. And they come out and they wrap them and they put them in this uh, a cooler that's, you know, obviously it doesn't have ice in it, but it keeps yeah, yeah. The, the heat. Yeah. Circulation, we go on and we just always just eat one right off the 
we ask him for one because like yeah. a fresh corn tortilla so good it's amazing um the texture is yeah. so much different when it's like right mm-hmm. off the press mm-hmm. and i asked my dad and, and he's very particular about it when it's fresh corn is the best mm-hmm. but when it's if you're just gonna buy it, he likes the, the flour tortillas if you're gonna just buy them 100 yeah. definitely a texture thing yeah but what we would do so we would do that and then we would um we'd walk over to the butcher and we'd get you know fresh um uh, carnitas we get some steak and I think just like chicken pulled right off um, all their stuff is like so fresh because yeah. they're doing they we, we get there as early as we can and then we get fresh jalapenos we get fresh you know onions but everything is like very um, you know it's, it's it's fresh and it's good yeah, stuff yeah. and it's as close to um, getting it from nature yourself as, as you can and this yeah. place is great and we always get it but we make these breakfast uh we make these breakfast burritos or whatever mm. we have egg and you know and then i and then i put a little vet valentina or some tapatio on top yeah, of it yeah. and that thing is like the greatest and i like went into this for like 10 minutes during my speech but by the end of it i'm basically talking about like Throughout my whole life, my dad has always introduced me to new foods, Greek, all that kind of stuff. And it's yeah. something that I'm appreciative of because, one, I'm not afraid to try stuff. I will always try something because the, the way I look at it is you don't like it, just don't eat it. Yeah, exactly. It's, but at I, least you know you don't yeah, like it, you know? Exactly. Um, even stuff that sounds crazy is like chicken liver. Yeah. I've never had it. I'll, I'll try it, but my dad's like, dude, it's so good. Yeah. But even crazy stuff like that, I mean, I'm I'm down to down to try. So yeah. Um, food is food's pretty cool. I completely agree. I've I've always been so heavy on the like trying new stuff. Yeah. I I made it a pact at the start of this year, and I haven't gotten that much, but I've been trying to not go that much. But cookout every time I go, I try to get something I haven't gotten on the menu before. That's wonderful. Um, and it definitely a. Uh, yeah, I think trying new stuff definitely results in a lot of um, a lot of things you don't enjoy. But I would much rather have those experiences combined with like the amazing experience of trying something new, like finding your new favorite thing. Um, I just I don't know. I think going and getting the same food every time, and it's kind of like this with everything in life. Like doing the same thing every time yeah. when you know you're comfortable. It it kind of just makes you like set into this pattern of complacency and and like i know what i like i'm gonna do this and i i think it's it's definitely one of the ways to stop moving forward is to just settle with what you like and not push yourself into into places where you're uncomfortable and trying new stuff yeah um yeah well now that you have your uh the kitchen up in third year you cook out you've been cooking a lot definitely um you I think like during the season were you meal prepping a little bit at least? Yeah. Or? I think during the season was honestly when I was cooking the most. Okay. I think that um like being able to make yourself a really good small portion yeah. is so much better than I don't know. I would go to D Hall and you eat all this stuff with like sodium and yeah. fat and all this and I think wrestling is really, really unique in the way that we eat because you have to focus so much on these like small nutrients like how much salt am I eating or like how many carbs versus protein am I eating and I have to change that throughout the week and I think being able to like my favorite part of the season was you know near the end when we're at regionals like going to Kroger the week before yeah 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 yeah. uh, that was fun yeah it was like heaven and I think it makes it makes cutting weight a lot easier because like you have something to look forward to Mm -hmm. instead of just like 
all right, I practice, and then I'm going to D Hall and eating two hard boiled eggs, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you definitely have something to look forward to. What would you make? Um, the week before regionals, I was making a lot of salad, so I uh, the like honey glazed salmon that they have at Kroger uh, is really really good. Never so I'd, tried that. I would put like a it's like the pre marinated one. I would yeah, I would yeah. put a a slab of that on top of like romaine salad with like goat cheese and um, strawberries yeah. and um, I love like, salad. Yeah, some almonds. I love salad. And then one night I made. Um, I made steak with sweet potato and like a chipotle pineapple Ooh, that sounds good. Um, sauce and like slathered that on top. Um, but yeah, mostly just meat and uh, some sort of additive to it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was really nice being able to cook my own stuff this year and, and have like a lot more control of what I eat. I think that is one of the things that keeps my mood high because there's nothing worse than like like when we took our spring break to Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. my bank account was running so low. By the end, I was like, yeah. I, I, "I, it makes you realize way more like the things that you value when you like can't really buy that much." Like, I had thirty dollars in my bank account by the end of spring break, and I'm like, "All right, do I really need a beer right now, or do I want like a good plate of the authentic food that they have here?" Yeah, how was that? It was so fun. What did you, it was, uh, how was that flight? The, the flight honestly wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Um, we we flew down. Um, and it was you, Louie. Yeah, it was me, Louie, Blizzy, uh, Ryan, Winant, Jack Krause, Lamb. Stu, Lamb, and Alex Lombard. Was that like 11 people? Uh, I think it was 10. Oh, gosh, yeah. That's and a lot then, of people. Yeah, and then Jack Krause left halfway through the week, so then we had nine at the end. But... It was really nice because I think the the whole crew that we went with like like valued trying to go and like actually like dive into the the culture and like find good stuff. And yeah, dude. I know I know Stu um, Stu Robinson is uh, he's super into food as well and cooking. And we were talking a lot about like uh, Anthony Bourdain and his yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like parts unknown and and kind of like going and finding like the cheapest coolest place and one of the i think the coolest experience i had over that whole trip was me and Stu found this um actually no shout out to blizzy he found this and he's okay, gonna get yeah. mad at me for saying i found it but, yeah, yeah um but he found this sandwich shop and it was like it was clearly someone like lived right above it and mm-hmm. the lady who lived like above it was selling sandwiches um, and she like had her two kids behind the counter and spoke not a lick of english and it was definitely like a pretty uh a pretty authentic look at the culture and it was actually it was i got a steak sandwich it was like kind of just like a chopped cheese like um you know ground beef mm-hmm. cheese lettuce tomato mayo uh, a little bit of butter on like yeah. a chain press but oh it was unreal yeah having those foods like in a place like that or, yeah uh, i went to i went to prague my sophomore year of high school and um I got, I mean, I was all into trying the new stuff. Some, something that, I don't know if it's like a, a European thing, but something that was really common that we'd see everywhere, at least in Prague, um, they would have, it would be basically like a cup, like um, probably like four or five inches wide um, mm-hmm. that was made, that was probably like 
maybe six inches tall yeah. and it would it would it was cinnamon there was a cinnamon roll just wrapped all the way up but it was cup and then it had chocolate in the inside and sometimes you could get like a drink in there oh and then you God. would eat it or like i don't i don't know what they would do but that was everywhere like yeah it, it had it, i think it was like the equivalent of like everywhere in new york just selling hot dogs or someone selling yeah, yeah. something like that but it was i was like what is this but it was fucking good yeah, it's dude. awesome i feel like whenever i go somewhere i try to try like the thing of that place yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in puerto rico it was uh and we became obsessed with saying it mafungo mafungo yeah it's like yeah, a look at that it's like a mashed plantain and yuca and sometimes you get a a little bit like a of meat on top and, and a, like a little like creamy garlic butter sauce yeah, that just, sounds good it was unreal but is this but yeah. what it looked like yeah yeah so it's definitely a, a little bit of a strange texture but yeah, yeah. yeah like going and trying the the authentic like dish mm -hmm. anywhere like it i think it is the best thing that you can do when you go to a place because it really i feel like it gives you like a definitely i guess literally too like a bite of what that culture is about that's a pretty good point you like spicy foods yeah i've never been huge on like spice for the sake of stuff being spicy yeah. but yeah. i love um, some good hot sauce Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the the flavor. I mean, I I try to tell people like I, I'm kind of in between. I like the flavor like you, but I also just like having something like spicy. Yeah. So sometimes, even if the flavor doesn't match, I just want to feel that. Definitely. But I, I get to that. Yeah, there there are hot sauces out there like the Mad Dog Four Twenty. Yeah, yeah. I think it's called. It's just hot for being hot. That's yeah, not exactly. fun. You know, it's unless like a stunt hot sauce. Yeah, or the ghost pepper. But like low key, I do kind of want to try like a ghost pepper Carolina Reaper just oh, cause. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because I'm like convinced. I'm like straight up convinced that my tolerance for hot sauce. I, I know it's like the world's hottest, but I'm very convinced that if I were to have it, it wouldn't be that bad. I think you should do it at the start of one of your episodes. You think I should? Oh, that'd be a good. <laughs> that'd be so yeah, funny. Who should I do it with? Oh, should do it with someone. Know. Maybe like me and Wyatt or something. I think you should. You should have. Hey, I'll write on. that down. Yeah, do like a hot ones type. Ooh, yeah, yeah, and get hotter and hotter. But like, I would love to do that. Yeah. Because I like. I just. I know, you definitely do have a, a much higher spice tolerance than me. Yeah, I'm a big. Oh, we did. We went to um. What was Donny it? Tees well, and I don't muchachos. think it was Yeah, muchachos. Yeah. But that I was trying all because I just love the flavor. I love yeah. the different. You know, the, you the green hot sauce, and I just love spice, but. I had so much acidic, uh, like acidity yeah. type. I don't know. Acidic. What, acidic, yeah. Acidic uh, foods that day because I, 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 I just finished wrestling uh, futures, so I was done yeah, for yeah. the season. So uh, I had yeah. that. I had takis. Binge. Yeah, I had uh, sour patch kids. I didn't even like put it together. That these were all acidic. <laughs> yeah. And I think I don't even know what the last. I probably had like yeah. Stomach. I probably think I had like a, a carbonated drink or whatever. Yeah. And I like was Horrible i had to take harper. so many tums dude it was bad yeah it's definitely after the wrestling season is, is an interesting time in terms of eating because mm. you know you, you you have like a couple of days where you just eat yeah. so much and then you realize you're like oh i see why i don't eat yeah. like this all the yeah, time yeah yeah i mean it, i feel like to really enjoy it you can't just like transition that hard but wrestlers are pretty consistent on like even out of season yeah. a lot of wrestlers eat that bad I'd yeah say, because i feel like i've also like I just think that eating unhealthy foods constantly, like it makes the quality of your life worse. Like it yeah, makes 100%. me feel bad, like yeah. like day to day. Exactly. And I think that it's, I think those small choices of like eating good stuff and, yeah. and making sure to get like, you know, vitamins, minerals and yeah. 
making those small hard choices definitely makes yeah. the, everything else easier yeah you feel better but also when you do want to treat yourself you're treating yourself yeah. if you're always treating yourself then it's not treating yourself exactly you know and I mean? then when you have to do something like you know that's pretty normally like you know that you should be doing all the time makes yeah. it so much harder yeah exactly that's what I try to tell people is that when discussing dieting or whatever just get through a week yeah. You get through a week, you won't crave. Yeah, you also won't. Yeah, you that won't stuff. Want to go back. And 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 even when you do, like, I don't I don't eat a lot of fried food, and I don't crave like cookout yeah. unless it's like two a.m. on like a Friday yeah, night. Yeah. But like, it's a little. Yeah, sometimes you get. But yeah, I'm not like waking up for breakfast. I'm like, ah, I could go for a tray yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, damn. All right, we're we're. Yeah, we got 15 it. minutes over an hour so wow. is there anything yeah. else that you wanted to, to discuss anything we didn't touch on um, I mean you're, you're, you're on this so no, I don't know if you wanted to I, I don't have much else um, I guess shout out Harper for getting me on this uh, I really enjoyed being on it this has been one of my favorite conversations dude yeah let's go I hope people listen all the way through yes sir shout out if you did alright Harrison Kelly peace out thanks for coming on brother